Welcome to the first episode, the introductory episode of I Don't Do Word Games, Christian Counseling 101. This episode is designed to provide you with some basic insight into the purpose of this podcast series and to start at the beginning of what word games are and where word games originated. I am Shell L and it is my pleasure to serve as your host. It is my sincere prayer that this podcast reaches those that are in need of understanding, encouragement, and resources that can lead to peace, increased knowledge, truth, and a higher level of confidence and well-being. I pray all those above-mentioned things in Jesus' name. Because Satan, Satan wants us beaten. He wants us without peace. He wants us without knowledge. He wants us without truth. He wants us beaten, broken, and confused. He wants not just our physical bodies out of order, but it is his desire that our mental, emotional, and spiritual parts are out of order as well. Satan wants those things weakened. He wants them distorted and ultimately destroyed. So let's go on the record right now and acknowledge that mental health is a real thing. It's a real issue. It has nothing to do with not praying enough or praying hard enough, and it shouldn't be considered a taboo to speak about it or address it. The enemy, that serpent, Satan, and his little army has hid behind it and thrived on it for years. So now is the time more than ever to bring mental health to the forefront, to bring it to the forefront, bring it to the light, and thus allowing the light to reveal the truth. That mental health, depression, anxiety, etc. are all very real things. Just a little bit about me. Well, I hold a bachelor's degree in psychology with a focus on Christian counseling. I have a master's degree in human services with a focus on marriage, family, and children. And I'm going to tell you guys something. One major takeaway that I gained throughout all my studies is how our mental health can be affected or altered. It can be altered as a result of a chemical imbalance. It can be altered as a result of our childhood upbringings. It could be altered as a result of any unidentified trauma. It could be altered as a result of any unhealed trauma. And this list is not exhaustive. But just taking those things into consideration And looking more into the spiritual dynamic of those things, all of those things, imbalances, upbringings, experiences, unidentified and unhealed trauma, all of those things can be played on by Satan. All of those things can be used by him to place us in peril and distress. This is why knowledge is so important. This is what I pray that this podcast will bring to you, knowledge. Knowledge. Scripture tells us that God said in Hosea chapter 4, verse 6, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And many of us throughout our lives have been warned that Satan comes to do what? That he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And God's saying in Hosea that my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge lets me know, shall let you know. That one of the ways that he destroys is through us not having the knowledge. Let's stand against him right now at this moment and put him on notice 
I don't do word games. I don't do word games. Because some of his ways in achieving this is through words. Some of his ways in achieving this destruction or attempting to achieve it is to intrude on our knowledge and to hinder our perceptions and limit our thinking. All of these things, all of these things, they take place where? In the mind, in our mental space. And the mind is also the location of most of our spiritual battles. In other words, our mental space, our minds serve as host, host to most of our spiritual battles. Scripture. Scripture. Because I got to go to scripture. Got to go to scripture. It instructs us to hold every thought captive. In fact, 2 Corinthians 10.5 is very specific regarding this instruction. It says, we demolish arguments in every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. And you can think of it like this. Think of it like this. We want every thought held captive to God in Christ, not us being held captive by the thought. That's why it's vital that we keep our minds sharp And I am not speaking IQ levels right now. See, one of the ways the enemy uses this mind or mental assault on us is through the use of words. That's why I want you to go ahead and start now telling him I don't do word games. Because he knows that words can leave a lasting impact. He knows that words have the ability to bless and to curse. Words can hurt just as well as they can heal. Words can leave a beautiful legacy or whirlwind of trauma. And the enemy is very much aware of all of this. In this first episode of I Don't Do Word Games, I think it would be helpful if we looked at the first word game ever played. I want you to think back to the beginning. I want you to think back to the book of Genesis. In the beginning, God created heaven and earth and all the things contained within it, including us. With mere words, God poured power into those words and God created good things. But with the mere twisting of words, the very first word game originated and was played. Satan took an innocent mind and with words introduced that mind to sin. With words, he introduced that mind to lies and deception. With words, he introduced that mind to disobedience and even rejection. With the word game, Satan distorted the perception of Eve's mind and her state of being. In Genesis 3, verse 4, Satan says to Eve, No, you will certainly not die. Knowing that physically at that moment, no, she wouldn't, but spiritually, she would instantly. And the physical death was going to eventually follow because God's word, unlike Satan's, is not void or empty. I ask that you guys remember that God's word, unlike Satan's word, is not void or empty. 
God does not play word games with us. But if that wasn't enough, you know, Satan assaulted Eve's mind with insecurity. If we continued and we looked at Genesis 3, verse 5, Satan says to her, in fact, God knows that when you eat it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. He says that to her in that verse, you will be like God. Now, if we go back to Genesis one twenty-seven, scripture tells us that God created male and female in his image. In Genesis one twenty-eight, scripture also tells us that God blessed them and had given them dominion or rule over the earth and that he, meaning God, would provide for them. Eve had dominion over the serpent that she was speaking to, yet this thing with his words was trying to convince her that she was not who God had told her she was. The twisting of words, that's what he did. With the twisting of words, Satan weakened Eve's confidence. He shattered her security and overshadowed the truth of God with his twisted lies. This is what the word games are all about with him. The word game then and the word game now. His word games are all about replacing truth with lies and introducing our minds to misconception. He manipulates the word of God. And if it is accepted, if we accept it, it will only create within us confusion and trouble. But that's what he wants. He wants our minds to be held captive to confusion and trouble. He wants us held captive to confusing thoughts and troubling thoughts. When he can introduce or sense the confusion within us, he finds a point of attack. And this attack is fueled with lies and distortions. Ecclesiastes 1.9 says, What has been is what will be, and what has been done is what will be done. There is nothing new under the sun. Ecclesiastes 3.15 says, Whatever is has already been, and whatever will be already is. How does that apply here? Why am I giving you two scriptures from Ecclesiastes? Because I want you to know that the plots the twist, the devices, and the wicked games of the enemy has not changed. That same game that he played with the twisting of words in the book of Genesis with Eve is the same thing he does right now. People may have changed. Generations may have come and gone. But what happened then in the Garden of Eden still happens today because the enemy, that serpent, He is void of integrity. He is void of honor. He is void of goodness. Giving you another scripture right now, Proverbs 14.2. Proverbs 14.2 says, Whoever lives with integrity feels the Lord, but the one who is devious in his ways despises him. And that serpent, the old dragon, he despises God. And with his devious and dark nature, he wants to limit our knowledge, which will limit our perceptions, ultimately limiting our truth, which will 
constrain our spiritual freedom. He wants to invade our thoughts, to persuade our behaviors and actions, because he knows quite well, he knows quite well that we all were made in God's image, but he wants to recreate us in his. And his word game, oh, that game achieved this in the garden with Adam and Eve. They had fallen just as Satan had. If we continue to look at their story and continue to see how this game played out, we find out that prior to Satan introducing Adam and Eve to sin, all humanity had to do was reach up and retrieve their food from the trees that God had placed in the garden. But after the introduction of sin, after Satan played his word game, that simple retrieval of food evolved into man experiencing painful labor of the ground and the sweat of the brow, according to Genesis three seventeen through 19. And so Adam, Adam would spend the remaining of his days sweating and working the land. And he would be continually reminded that he was dust and he would return to dust. And as for Eve, well, Eve would have more intensified labor pain, according to scripture. And God's plan for her married life would become disfigured and distorted. Her married life would become something of an inequality and subjugation, according to Genesis 3.16. And how do you think that this could have affected them mentally? Think about how it would affect them if this happened right now today. Think about how it would affect you. Think about the mental aspect of that. But the enemy didn't care because his one desire then is the same now. He wants to bring shame. He wants to bring shame to God. And the one way that he tries to do it is by bringing shame to us. He wants us in a fallen state. He wants us influenced by his lies and his words. Words are his weapons of assault. Words are his pawns and his game of words. In the garden, his agent was a serpent. Today, what I want you to be made aware of is it could be anything or anyone that is already under his spell or his persuasion. Ephesians 6.12 says, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of this darkness, against evil spiritual forces in the heavens. His word games can come through a person, an agent, and what he considers his device. So we have to see beyond the flesh and blood and see the devious evil force that is fueling the game. I know sometimes it may be hard when those word games are being played with you. I understand that it may be hard to see. It's not that person, but it's a spirit. But that's why another reason why this podcast is being put in place, because I want you to be able to discern. I want you to be able to see beyond the temporary that may be in front of you. 
or the physical that may be in front of you. I want you to be able to see the spiritual aspect of it. I want you to be able to understand who's really behind this, who's really trying to mess with your mind or throw you off or become a distraction. I want you to make note in your mind and in your thoughts that just as mental health is real, so is spiritual warfare. The enemy has been able to exploit so many because many were not aware of the war. And on top of that, there are many others that do not see the importance of acknowledging mental health. Throughout these episodes, we will expose this war. There will be times when real life scenarios of word games will be provided and dissected to help you gain understanding and helpful resources. And then there will be times where biblical texts, like the whole situation in the garden, will be utilized to further advance our knowledge and growth. Irregardless, I don't do word games. Christian Counseling 101 has been established and inspired to give you a new hope and a new perspective, to promote in you a renewed mind and to provide you a place of peace and comfort. If you ever would like to provide feedback or if there is a particular scenario or situation that you would like addressed, you are free to send an email to Grace and Peace Fellowship INC at gmail.com. Again, that's Grace and Peace Fellowship INC at gmail.com. And as we conclude this session for this week, I would like to remind you what the serpent received as punishment, or shall I say, his just reward for his word game in the garden. Genesis 3. 14 through 15. So the Lord God said to the serpent, because you have done this, you are cursed more than any livestock and more than any wild animal. You will move on your belly and eat dust all the days of your life. I will put hostility between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring. He will strike your head and you will strike his heel. Here is our good news, you guys. Here is our good news. The foretelling of the Son of God who arrived and has provided us with grace, forgiveness, healing, and a spirit of power, love, and sound mind. What is within you has power, love, and sound mind. The indwelling Holy Spirit. I want to reinforce to you the sound mind part. The one thing that the enemy was able to rob Eve of, one of many things, but it all started with him robbing her of her sound mind. He placed within that woman insecurity. From insecurity, fear can be birthed. Anxiety can be birthed. Depression can be birthed. Low self-esteem can be birthed. And where do those things take you? They take you to a place of bondage and they hold our minds captive. So I want you moving forward to say to the enemy and to remind yourself, I don't do word games. I don't have to play word games. I will not be destroyed from lack of knowledge. I will have a sound mind 
because I know the word and knowing the word helps to discern the words. May you all be covered in grace and peace. And until next time, this is Cheryl L.